Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am your host, J.P. Sticko, and welcome to the first ever SportsEthos.com Fantasy Football Podcast. This show has really been in the works for a while, so I am super excited to finally get the ball rolling. On these podcasts, I'll be covering all things fantasy football. My shows will start off with three days a week until we inch closer to the fantasy football draft season, where my show will bump up to five days a week. You cannot miss a show. I am telling you, I'm breaking down fantasy players by stats, by insiders. I'm going to break everything down to you so you can dominate your league. I will also be answering all start and sit questions that my followers ask me on Twitter. So if you haven't already, please make sure you follow me on Twitter at JP Sticko so I can get your questions and then I can answer them for you live here on the show. On today's episode, the first ever episode, we will dip our toes into the frigid risk-filled unknown that is the NFL rookie. However, we're going to discuss which players could potentially have some real fantasy value this season. Because not all rookies will have fantasy value. Without further ado, let's get rolling. Before I break down the top fantasy rookies this season, I do want to explain that this list is simply for fantasy football purposes uh, uh, for their rookie season. This has nothing to do with dynasty and has nothing to do with players that I think will have great careers. This just simply means that I love these guys for this year's fantasy football season. The first guy on my list probably did not win the draft. You know why? Because his father won the draft. Chris Olave's father had on the most fuego suit that I have seen in a very long time. He definitely went to the same suit store as I did when I was uh, on junior prom in the early 2000s. I mean, he had the, the white suit, the white hat. Only thing he was missing was the white gloves and the white cane. Can you blame this guy, though? I mean, his son just signed a million, multi-million dollar contract. If my son is lucky enough to do the same thing, I am showing up to the NFL draft in a in the orange Lloyd Christmas suit, and I'm bringing the orange cane with me. Why? Because I won't care. This is a celebration, and I applaud Chris Olave's father. If you haven't seen his suit yet, I highly recommend just Googling Chris Olave's father, and I'm promising you that it's going to be the first thing that pops up. It is absolutely an amazing suit, and this needs to be seen by all. But let me get back to fantasy football. Chris Olave is the best route runner in the draft, okay? Not only that is he fell to the perfect team. New Orleans Saints need a number two. He could even possibly be a number one if Michael Thomas decides that he still wants to push himself off of the New Orleans Saints. But Chris Olave, again, runs the best routes, and he can run any route on the route tree. So what that means is he's almost impossible to cover because you can't just take away what he's good at because he's good at underneath routes. He's good at medium routes. He's good at the deep routes. He's good at them all. So he's very hard to cover. I think that's going to match up really well in New Orleans if Michael Thomas is doing the same thing on the other side of the ball. Uh, think about that. You have two guys that can run any routes. It's going to be very hard for defenses to game plan against New Orleans Saints this year. However, Chris Olave does have some cons. He's a very um, 
he's an average size receiver. He's about six foot, 187 pounds. But with that being said, he wants nothing to do with, with run, uh, with run blocking. So what that means is he is just going to stand there and do nothing in the run game. But do you know what? I could care less in fantasy purposes. I am not a new Orleans saints fan. So Chris Olave, stay healthy. Don't block at all. Sounds good to me. They also may not have Kamara for majority, if not the entirety of the season, which means New Orleans should be really spreading the ball around this year and really throwing a ton. So I do expect Chris Olave to have a ton of reception. So his upside in PPR is tremendous. Keep your eye on Chris Olave. Second guy on my list is Christian Watson. I really like Christian Watson, and, and I'm going to explain this to you why. He really, 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 really came into fruition here during the Senior Bowl. A lot of the GMs did have their eye on him. They did like him, but they had some questions because he did go to North Dakota State, so he wasn't going against the best competition. However, in the Senior Bowl, he was turning heads in practice, turning his heads, turning heads during the game, and I just simply believe this guy's going to really be an impact. And another reason, probably the reason why I think he's going to be really good this season, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this man was drafted to the Green Bay Packers. If you're playing receiver for Aaron Rodgers and you're 6'4", 208 pounds, and ran a 4'3", 640, you're going to have a good year. All you got to do is get open. Rodgers will get you the ball. And that's really what Christian Watson does. He's a hustler. He hustles from whistle to whistle. He's got elite foot speed, and he's just simply a great down-the-field route runner. So that means the long ball should be there a lot for Christian Watson this year. And as if you know anything, Aaron Rodgers loves throwing that long ball. So let's look for Christian Rodgers here to um, catch a lot of deep passes. I mean, in college, he averaged 20.4 yards per catch, and that was for 105 catches. That's that's a, that's a big number, 20 yards per catch for over 100 catches. That's wild. He does have a few cons, however. He's not the best at breaking his routes. So meaning he takes a little bit of time of slowing down and then getting into another and getting getting down and getting his cuts right with his feet. He takes a few gather steps. He tends to miss time throws as well. I was watching a lot of, of his, his in-game type highlights that they weren't going to show you during draft day, but I was watching them on YouTube, and it really seems that he really missed times a lot of his jumps. Like, for example, if a ball is high, he'll jump too soon or he'll jump too late. Um, however, with Aaron Rodgers, I really don't think that's going to be an issue. Aaron Rodgers is going to put it where he needs to so that you can make a play. So I love Christian Watson. Please keep your eye on him. He does come from a small school, but that does not matter whatsoever if you're playing with a guy named Aaron Rodgers. Drake London falls at number three for me in these rookies with fantasy Football upside. Drake London played for USC and he's 6'4, 220 pounds. But the real reason I think that he falls here for me at number three uh, is because he went to the Atlanta Falcons. So he immediately jumps into the wide receiver one role for Atlanta. Okay, I know he did Kyle Pitts. I get it. But Kyle Pitts is going to take a lot of pressure off of London, right? They they may need to keep their safety over Pitts, thus leaving a lot of one on one coverage for Drake London. And if we watched him last season, you know. Drake London does a great job when the ball's in the air. He really uses his size to his advantage, kind of boxes out corners and, and really knows how to use a sideline to his advantage. He's really impossible to jam at the line, too. I mean, he's 6'4", 220, but his hand speed to get those corners off and away from him when they're jamming at the line is incredible. 
However, if you watch his tape, he does have some trouble finding separation on the underneath routes, right? So he's elite on the deep routes, but his underneath routes are a little bit concerning. Um, he doesn't really find separation. I think he lacks a little bit of foot speed. And he's really not a catch-and-run guy, right? So he's the type of guy that's going to get open on a deep ball. He's going to get up. He's going to get the ball. But I really don't see him really breaking away on, let's say, screen passes, slants, things like that. I mean, he has potential to, but just hasn't shown it yet. But again, being a number one receiver in the NFL for any NFL franchise, and I don't care who the quarterback is, you're going to get a ton of targets. So I think targets alone put Drake London in a great position for the Atlanta Falcons and should be – a great pick in this fantasy football season. Trey Long Burks, K. Arkansas, 6'2, 225 to the Tennessee Titans. I couldn't believe Tennessee traded away AJ Brown. I wasn't really sure what they were doing, but they just didn't want to pay him. And, and I really can't blame them. Um, if you can find a guy like Burks, who is basically a carbon copy of AJ Brown, at a much cheaper price, you might as well take a chance at it. My only concern is A.J. Brown has really solidified himself as an awesome, great wide receiver one, and Burks hasn't done anything in the NFL. So that's obviously a concern. But the Tennessee Titans coaching staff really are convinced that Traylon Burks can just step in and do exactly what A.J. Brown was doing for the Tennessee Titans last season and in the previous season. Actually, more than A.J. Brown was doing last season, right? He was hurt for a lot of the year. So they get a healthy Burks in there, and he can play – Every single game of the season that's going to help them more than it hurt A.J. Brown did last season. With all that being said, Draylon Burks is really hard to tackle. Um, he's just a big physical type of receiver, and he has tremendous buildup speed. So that means once he breaks that tackle and once he really gets going, he's hard to catch. Right? He's not elite in terms of like speed getting out of breaks and things like that, but he's like a horse in terms of he just starts to gallop and then all of a sudden boof, hits that third gear and he's gone. He's an elite receiver with the ball in his hands. So I really can see Tennessee getting the ball into his hands a ton and targets are going to go up. Um, they do have Robert Woods there, which takes off the underneath pressure of Traylon Burks having to run those underneath routes. Because as we know, Robert Woods is an unbelievable underneath route runner. And I do think he's going to play very well. Make sure you're following my my next podcast or my next few podcasts because I will be talking about Woods in this Tennessee Titans offense. But Traylon Burks was the perfect pick here for Tennessee. So I do believe that he will have a good season as a rookie. This next player for me really is on a team that I love this season. I think they're really going to be one of the best sleeper picks to win it all this year, and it's the Indianapolis Colts. I know that may come to a shock for many many people listening right now, but I love what the Colts did this offseason. I think adding Matt Ryan is a huge Plus for that Colts team, especially that offense. Jonathan Taylor this year will not see as many stock, stacked boxes. And we saw what he did against even those stacked boxes. Can you imagine if this guy even has running lanes next year? The Colts are going to be dangerous. Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, and now Alec Pierce, who I think will have a very decent to good rookie season there for Indianapolis, is, is a pretty formidable offense. They have two really strong wide receivers in Pittman and Pierce. And Pierce plays with a lot of toughness. You know, he's the type of guy that will find that zone in the middle of the field, catch it, and just take a wicked hit to the head, get right back up, and get right back on the ball. 
this guy is kind of a beast and one of the bigger, stronger receivers that we saw in this in this NFL draft. Um, his frame becomes a barrier against contested catches, which means he does a really, really good job of keeping defenders off of him to give the quarterback a lane to throw to. And I think he does a, he's going to give Matt Ryan a lot of those lanes, especially in zone coverage. He can find those holes, like I said, and I think him matched up with Michael Pittman is just a really good recipe for the Indianapolis Colts. He does have some cons, as do all players. He's not the quickest. He doesn't really have a good quick release either, and he's really not that good against press coverage. So this could be a little bit of a downside for Pierce heading into this rookie season. But I think if he can learn a little bit how to play a little faster, work on that quickness a little bit, but I overall don't think that he has to. His frame, his size, and his ability to catch in traffic is going to be a huge plus for the Indianapolis Colts, but also a huge plus for your fantasy football team. James Cook is eerily similar in the way that he looks when compared to his brother Dalvin Cook, but he is a lot lighter. He's about 10 to 15 pounds lighter than Dalvin Cook is. However, with time, with older age, with NFL diet plans, weight training. I believe Cook will put on some weight. However, he is more of a receiving back than he is a three-down workhorse like his brother is for now. Okay, and that should be highlighted that I said for now. Okay, he is behind Devin Singletary, but I don't think Devin Singletary is loved in Buffalo. I certainly don't like him there. I think they could do a lot better, which is why they drafted Cook. In the long run, Cook is the guy in Buffalo. But for the purpose of fantasy football this year, it's kind of going to have to be a wait-and-see approach with Cook. He's so explosive and he's so dynamic out of the backfield as a pass catcher. So he's going to have those games where he's going to give you points simply because it's PPR and every ball he catches is a point. He's going to break a screen pass here and there. So I do see upside there. Now, I also believe you should draft Cook if you do have a Devin Singletary on your team. This is an insurance policy. But also insurance policy for injury, but also insurance policy if Buffalo says, hey, Singletary, you're just not cutting it anymore. It's time we're going to move on. Let's give Cook some more run. So you can see that maybe by week five, week six, something like that, where we see a shift in carries, especially if Singletary comes out struggling. So that's something to really keep your eye out early in the year. Look at um, carry share between Singletary and Cook and also third down shares. So if Cook is playing a lot of the third downs, which I probably – suggest that he would be and i do think he he is going to but we'll look at training camp and we'll know more then but if he's a third down back early on the season he's still a guy to draft but if he has potential to get some early down work there by week five and six this guy could be a steal late in the draft this year for you and your fantasy team j e t s jets jets Next guy on my list is on everybody's list, so I was really hesitant to even talk about him. However, I will just because he should be on this list considering that I put other guys on this list that other other fantasy uh, experts do have. But Garrett Wilson is a guy that has extreme upside. He's very raw, right? His his route running isn't the best. His, His ability to get off jams isn't the best. But when he has the ball in his hands, he is by far the best wide receiver in this in this draft class, meaning he can break any tackle. He can find the seams, just get him the ball, and he'll be explosive with it. 
going to this Jets team for me is it's kind of a risk. And what I mean by that is you usually want that raw receiver to go to a team with a veteran quarterback that can teach him where he wants you know the routes to break and and where he needs the receiver to be when the before the ball's in the air. However, if the Jets coach up Wilson, both Wilsons together the right way, I think they can be a lethal combination, right? If they can work on those screens, if they can just find ways to get Garrett Wilson the ball, he can be very, very, very electric, and he will be. He will have a fantastic overall career. However, this is just for his rookie season, this this podcast show. So I wouldn't put him above a Chris Olave. I just really think Chris Olave is going to be really, really, really good this year. And the targets that, that London's going to get in Atlanta, I just like that upside more than a guy that's explosive with the ball in his hands, especially in their rookie season. Over time, Garrett Wilson will learn how to run routes properly, but I just think in early, especially early in the year, defenses are going to know how to defend him until he can really become crisp in his routes and until he creates that working relationship with his quarterback. But with all that being said, I mean, he's a great guy to draft. He's gonna, he's gonna, he'll be very good later in the year for you, especially you know, um, in that middle to, to end of your season run that you're gonna really need those bench players uh, during bye weeks and things like that. I, so I do think Garrett Wilson will be a good draft pick this year, but I don't think I'd take him over Chris Olave or a guy like Drake um, for the Atlanta Falcons. And the final guy on today's podcast list is Brees Hall. Brees Hall from Iowa State. He got drafted by the New York Jets. So it's not the most ideal situation because they do have Michael Carter still. So there will be a 50-50 split, I believe, until Brees Hall really runs away with the, with the three-down gig. But I don't think the Jets are in any rush of doing so. We see how running backs break down. So this two-headed monster in New York could be very lethal. Both guys – could have potential in fantasy, but I love Brees Hall. I mean, if you just go to YouTube and just type in his name, his highlights are just incredible. He's got such a nose for the end zone. His burst is 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 mind blowing. Right, he'll take a step and go, Poof, and he's gone. It's like shot out of a rocket. He reminds me a little bit of Adrian Peterson in terms of the way that he can fall forward. Right, Adrian Peterson in his prime, you would tackle him or maybe three or four guys would tackle him, and he'd fall forward for an extra two yards. Brees Hall has that same mentality. It's kind of like you're not going to bring me down, and I'm gonna, even if you are, I'm going to get as many yards as possible. He's very patient behind his blockers, which really helps him set up those, um, those burst cuts that he has. So if you watch his film, really watch that. Look how patient he is behind his offensive linemen. Um, it's really, really impressive to watch. There are a few cons. Um, the long-term con for him is he ran a ton in college, so there's a lot of wear and tear on those tires thus far. And he's really not the most elusive back. Um, he's not very shifty, but if he makes a decision and that burst comes out, that's where he's explosive, but he's not very elusive. I mean, he's not going to juke your socks off. He's not going to do any of that, but he will run run you over and put his head down and get the extra two yards that he needs. He will need to learn how to play a little bit faster in the NFL. I know I, I mentioned before that a pro is that he's patient behind his blockers. I just want to see him move a little bit faster in the NFL. Why? Because those linebackers are faster and they can read your offensive lineman quicker than a college linebacker can. So let's look if Brees Hall can learn to play a little bit faster. But overall, I love Brees Hall. And I and I think in Dynasty, he's the number one rookie that you should be taking if you are playing in Dynasty Fantasy Football League. This guy's going to be a beast for many, many years to come. All right. Now that you guys know my top fantasy football rookies, 
with the highest potential for this 2022 fantasy football season. I do want to tell you that on Wednesday I'm going to cover some more, and on Friday I'm going to cover some more. I'm really going to go deep diving into the NFL draft for the rest of this week and probably a little bit into next week. So make sure that you're tuning in. You know, fantasy sports is a moving target. So what that means is every single day something happens in the fantasy football world that changes the outcome to something else. Okay, so for example, a rookie can show up to the team and he's overweight. Boom, his ranking is going to drop. Or a veteran can show up and he got hurt playing basketball with his third cousin in the snow. And the rookie comes in and then gets more reps in training camp. Therefore, his value jumps. So it's a moving target. It's a target that you got to keep up with. And I promise you guys, if you guys are my loyal listeners, that I'm going to do my research and I'm going to speak to my insiders and I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that you dominate your fantasy football league and that you are extremely successful this year. I'm going to be very active on my Twitter, so make sure that you are following me on Twitter at JP Sticko. It's very important that you follow me there because I will answer all start and sit questions once the football season starts from that Twitter page. So you're just going to simply post the question on there. Hey, Kamish, who should I start? And I will let you know, okay, especially on that next episode of that Friday episode of every week of the NFL season. Just to recap here, guys, on this list that I have, I really, really love Chris Olave, and I really, really, really love his dad's suit. I like Drake London. I think he's going to have a fantastic year this year. I love Hall. I love Burks. Pierce is a guy to look for in, in Indy. I think him teaming up with Matt Ryan is going to do good both for Pierce's fantasy purposes, but also for the Indianapolis Colts. And Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets. I think the Wilson to Wilson connection is going to be something special for years to come. My concern is how good will it be right off the bat? You may need to take your lumps early in the season with Wilson. If you draft him early, I mean, his ADP has got to be up there. I'm going to do all that research for you, so make sure you're checking where should I draft Wilson, what's too early, what's too late, what's the perfect round. That's the most important thing in fantasy football. And last but not least, I spoke a little bit about Cook. I think Cook is a lot like his brother, but he's much more of a third down back as of now than his brother was coming out of Florida State. But I do think that can change. I don't like Devin Singletary, and I love the Buffalo Bills. All right, everybody, that's going to put a bow on this one. This is the end of my first ever podcast with SportsEthos.com. If you haven't already, check the website out. You can get fantasy basketball information, fantasy baseball information, baseball information, wagering information, anything that you want related to sports. Go check them out. It's an unbelievable website. If you haven't already, please also friend me on Twitter at JP Sticko. It would be a huge advantage for you to make sure you're following me so you can get your start and sit questions in. This is just the first leg of a very long journey in fantasy football this year, and I really look forward to dominating your league with you. It's been a pleasure. I'm out. Remember, have a great week, but don't be a mush. Y'all have a good one. See you all back here Wednesday.